Hello and welcome to the Reading Ramble. On this episode, as we head towards the end of 2021, we thought it'd be a good opportunity to look at what had been some of our favourite books of 2021. Um, and we tried not to concentrate necessarily on what had necessarily been the best books of the year, uh, for who are we to judge, um, but more to concentrate on what we'd enjoyed reading. So they weren't, didn't necessarily have to be books that were released this year, maybe, maybe things that we've just discovered recently. And looking back on what are, what things have entertained us, whether ebook, audiobook, or uh, or paper books, um, I think it is worth mentioning some of the books that have won awards this year, like um, The Promise by uh, Damon Galdut, um, which won the Booker Prize. Um, I noticed that the Waterstones Book of the Year was Paul McCartney's The Lyrics. Um, I think it's interesting to see such um, differing books winning major prizes like that. We also saw a successful books released this year by Sally Rooney with her much-anticipated uh, Beautiful World, Where Are You? We saw the continued success of Richard Osmond with his Thursday Murder Club uh, series and continued releases by some of fiction's big hitters, uh, the likes of um, James Patterson and uh, Michael Connolly, John Grisham, Stephen King, uh, Diana Gabaldon, uh, Bernard Cornwell, um, Daniel Steele. Uh, Leanne Moriarty uh, releasing new novels this year. Uh, Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. Uh, and recently, the uh, autobiography, The Storyteller by Dave Grohl, which has done really well um, and proved really popular. So it's been a, a really good uh, a good year for, for new releases of books. Um, and of course, in terms of prize winners, we've also had our own uh, Lancashire Book of the Year award, which was um, awarded to Ben Oliver for his young adult science fiction book, The Loop. But yeah, so on with the show. Um, you're going to hear from about uh, nine members of library staff now who are all going to tell you about their favourite books. I hope you enjoy listening and I hope that you get some inspiration to maybe try something out that you hear on this podcast. Hello, my name's Janet and I'm here to tell you about my favourite book of 2021. Being a voracious reader, this was such a difficult task. So I've selected the one that made the most impact on me, and that would be Matt Haig's The Midnight Library. So why did I enjoy it? Well, it's set in a library, so who wouldn't? The main character is Nora, who is so desperate she wants to end her life. And she miraculously ends up in the Midnight Library and is met by the quirky librarian, Mrs Elm. As with Cinderella, on the stroke of midnight, the books on the shelves become different lives for Nora to explore. She experiences being a geologist, a famous musician, alongside other lives. And after several different personas, she discovers herself and realises that actually, her life isn't all that bad. After the difficulties for all of us over the recent 18 months or so, I guess the subliminal message in this book is that no matter how low and desperate we may feel, there is always something worth living for. We just have to search and find it, as Nora did. It's a magical, delightful book, sort of Harry Potter crossed with sliding doors and it's a wonderful life. And if you ever get a chance to read it, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, my name is Ian from Garstang Library. My favourite book this year is English Pastoral, An Inheritance by James Rebanks. 
I don't mind saying that this book's place in my heart took me by complete surprise. It's one of the most beautifully written books I've read and seeks to put into context a struggle between nature, animals and us humans. It centres around James as a young boy growing up on his grandfather's Lakeland farm, the learning and experience his grandfather passed on and about how some of the old ways made way for the new. Inheriting the same farm decades later, James sets out a new path on how to sink the need for food against a love of nature. This book is an elegy to farming, nature and the human spirit. It's absolutely spellbinding and I just couldn't put it down. So much so that I have to confess, I bought a number of copies as presents, so shh, don't tell anybody. You can find English Pastoral and Inheritance by James Rebanks in the non-fiction section number 630. So please give it a try and hopefully you'll love it as much as I do. I'd like to recommend The Authenticity Project by Claire Pooley. It was a close call between this and Geoffrey Archer's new William Warwick series that leave you on the edge of the seat with such a good thriller. Um, but this is a lovely uplifting book about a man who is very lonely, but he doesn't tell people he's very lonely. And so many of us don't tell our real feelings. If somebody asks you how you are, you say, I'm fine, when often you're not. Um, but he writes down in a notebook, which he entitles The Authenticity Project, and he says, everyone lies about, lies about their lives. What would happen if you shared the truth instead? The one thing that defines you that makes everything else about you fall into place, not on the internet, but with those real people around you. And he goes on to say how lonely he is since his wife died. And he writes his life story in this notebook and he ends his letter into the notebook that says, that's my story. Please feel free to chuck it in the recycling or you might decide to tell your own truth in these pages and pass my little book on. Maybe you'll find it cathartic as I did. What happens next is up to you. And he leaves his notebook in a coffee shop and the lady who owns the coffee shop finds it and decides to find out who has written it and who's left the book there, which she does eventually find it. And she writes her life story in it, the bits that she didn't dare tell people. And then she passes it on and it goes full circle. And in the end, there's a group of people who become real good friends. And it's a lovely story about friendship. And I enjoyed it so much. I've recommended it to quite a few people and they've all enjoyed it too. So my name's Robin and I work for Lancashire Library Service. Um, I was really tempted to be quite self-indulgent and select a couple of books for my favourite book that I've read during 2021 um, but I have been disciplined and just chosen one and it is The Night Always Comes by Willie Vlauten who um, I feel he's probably my favourite author at the moment um, and his books seem to always just uh, hit a note with me, um, really resonate. I find them um, easy to read in some ways but also the subjects are sometimes quite difficult um, uh, the characters are so well uh, written and uh, the, the stories are told with such empathy to those characters despite the difficulties that they are, are often going through in their lives um, the, the sort of protagonist in The Night Always Comes is a, a, 
a woman called Lynette who's uh, trying to buy a house in a, a rapidly gentrifying uh, Portland, Oregon. Um, and it's all about the troubles that she has trying to get the house and sort of make get the funds together to buy it. And it, it's, it's really heart-wrenching, but at times hopeful story. Um, and as always, the characters, you, they're just, you're just so sympathetic towards them. You just really want them to, to do well. Um, so yeah, that was my uh, favourite book this year. This year I read Entangled Life by Merlin Sheldrake, which is a fantastic book about mycology. And it was something that I'd never really looked into properly before. And I saw it and thought, this just looks absolutely fascinating. So I bought it and sat down with it. And at the very start, it said this quite um, beautiful thing about how he wanted the book to change people's lives. And I thought at the time, oh, okay, that's a little bit unusual for a book about mycology. But it really did make me think about things in a totally different way really and um, it talks about the way that mushrooms work under the earth and how they support the plant networks and the ways that we interact with them as humans even if we're perhaps not aware of that and it just did it in such a beautiful and poetic and excited way that I just thought it was one of the loveliest things that I'd read actually not just this year in quite some time. So my book of the year or my read of the year will be The Outrage by William Hussey. Um, it's a brilliant um, and sometimes scary read. Um, dystopian novel based on um, sort of LGBT and immigrants being the degenerates. Um, and overall, I mean, it stands out to me because I had to put it down. I could not carry on reading past a certain point because it scared me so much that this was so close to what could happen. Um, I loved the fact that the rebel um, group in it started because they found a box of hidden DVDs from a librarian um, behind a wall. So obviously a librarian at some point before they started burning all the books and getting rid of the DVDs thought to hide things that could be considered rebellious. Um, so to all those rebellious librarians out there, give it a read. It's a really good one. The Outrage by William Hussey. Hi, I'm Nicola. I work at Haslandon Library. And the book I've read this year that I would like to talk about is Finding Joy by Gary Andrews. This is not a book I would normally read, and I read this as it was recommended to me by a colleague. I read it in a one sitting as I just couldn't put it down. It's a beautiful tale of the journey of grief told through illustrations. This is a true story where, very sadly, a lady passes away, leaving behind her husband and her two children. Her husband is a journalist and shares their story of grief through the beautiful illustrations. This book had me in tears as I read it, and while I wouldn't want to say I love it due to the topic, I'm glad I read it. I found it beautiful, eye-opening, and would highly recommend to others. In fact, I would call it a must-read. Since reading the book, I've also started following Gary Andrews on Facebook, where he shares more illustrations and continues telling their story as they move forward as a family. This book and their story has really touched me and I'm so pleased my colleague recommended it as I normally read fiction and wouldn't have known about this otherwise. So, uh, okay, I'm Patrick, I work for the information development team 
Uh, the best book I read this year was The Mix by Nathan Hill. Um, although that book was actually published in 2016, it took me five years to get around to reading it. Um, it is to date Nathan Hill's only novel. Um, it is a very, very long book, 600 pages, not one of them wasted. Um, and it covers the story of a college professor of English, Samuel Anderson, who's struggling to find meaning in his life. He's written a book, he's had it published. He can't get his second one over the line. Um, and he starts to delve into the life of his mother who abandoned him when he was a child, uh, which leads his mother to investigate her father. Um, and I'm going to stop now before we start with the spoilers, I think. Uh, it is a fantastic book. It covers various aspects of um, of American life. The uh, anti-Vietnam protests are involved, the Iraq war is involved. Um, but the thing that really pulls me into it is the way it's written. It is written beautifully. It's almost decadent. Um, it feels like you've been incredibly indulgent when you when you read it. Hello, my name's Lindsay and I'm a member of staff at Haslinden Library. Uh, the book I'm going to talk about is called Hungry by Grace Dent. Uh, I knew from the get-go that I was going to enjoy this book because it was recommended by a colleague who only recommends good books. She's a very good chooser. And she's really got me into non-fiction, which is something that I never used to really touch before. So, uh, going into the book, honestly, before reading it, I basically knew nothing about Grace Dent, but it really, really didn't matter. Um... The thing that I ended up liking most about the book is that she's just so relatable. She's just exactly like someone you know. She's she's like she could be your family. Um, and I think most people would feel the same way if they were reading it. So there's about 14 years between Grace and I, but the retelling of her childhood could really have been my childhood. So she talks about a time without the internet or the shame of embarrassment and that comes with social media. And when she recounts her life at university in Scotland, this was one of my favourite bits because I went to university in Scotland and some of the things she talks about are just really nostalgic, really reminiscent of my experiences. Um, that feeling of being an outsider, but also not because you're just, just northern enough to get away with not being properly English. Um, Grace does in the book delve into more serious issues at times like body image and having to watch your parents become frail um but she has a really wonderful way of making even these things seem quite light-hearted and not quite so serious so then it just can make you feel a little bit better about the things that we're probably all going to face in life so i think that the book is just the very best in nostalgia but also really touches upon some of your worst fears i definitely would highly recommend this book um i think it's got something for everyone and that everyone would really enjoy it hello i'm paul i work at clearview library my favorite book this year was susanna clark's piranesi the genre of magical realism is not something i would normally read but this book grabbed me from the first page and I was lost inside the book, much as the main character was lost inside the labyrinthine house. 
it explores the significance we give to things such as good luck charms or the seasons. It makes you question what is real around us and what would we do if we lost the things that make up our identity. It is an engaging read and one which will not let you put it down easily. Be prepared to lose yourself in this fascinating and engaging book. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Reading Ramble. I certainly enjoyed putting this episode together and listening to the recommendations from colleagues um, of what they've enjoyed reading this year. There were some, I thought, really interesting sounding books and certainly ones that I haven't read and will look to do so now. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back soon with another episode of the Reading Ramble.